Hey all, welcome to our podcast from OK to KO, following our journey from an OK life to a knockout life. Every Sunday after breakfast, we'll be sitting down and having a chat and publishing it as a podcast, and we hope you enjoy. Hey, Kira. Hi. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. Nice sip of my coffee. Good. Um, how was your start to the day? Amazing. It was good, wasn't we it? We went on our morning walk. It's it's Saturday, so we're behind. But we went on our morning walk in a ravine, and it was crazy amazing. It was amazing, wasn't it? Yeah. It's called Barranco de la Luna, so I think that's uh, the gorge, the moon gorge, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it was incredible. There's quite a good explanation. The person that one of the people that told us about it. Have you seen? Have you? You haven't seen 127 hours. No. So it's kind of like 127 hours, but when you're in the ravine, you're walking through a river, mm. which is so cool. The river never really goes above knee height, does it? No. It's just amazing. It gets a little bit slippery. <laughs> it gets I mean, a bit slippery. When you're going over the trying to navigate the path down. Yeah, that's true. Uh, you'd have to be pretty okay with like yeah like you have to be fairly mobile to be able to do that i guess but it's so so cool it's amazing and the best thing the funniest thing is it's like a, it's like a minute away from where we're staying yeah so randomly and apparently it's like a quite a famous place where people go to and stuff like that so. and we just by chance someone we bumped into someone who struck up conversation with us yeah and told us about it exactly and that's how we know about it yeah so so cool um, but no, great start to the day. Um, we've been a bit lax on the podcast. Yes. Why do you think that is? Um, I think it's interesting to think about it. When I say when I say lax on the podcast, what I mean is um, we're not we we've been doing it every week. We haven't missed a week, but we have we've some we've got close to missing a weeks the last few weeks, and I just wonder why do you think that that habit's slipping a little bit. I think part of it is actually thinking about it now. Mm-hmm. Um, it, when, we're late often in Leicester too. Yeah, that's true. But it is such a big part of our resting. We go for a walk. Yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah. kind of like me time, you know, when you set aside, yeah. aside time for like self-care. Yeah. I think that's what this is for us. Yeah. And we always couple it in with a walk and a nice breakfast. And it really is like, okay, no work, mm-hmm. switch off connected nature yeah and because we're really luckily uh have around nature um kind of constantly right now i think we haven't felt the need of like oh i need that relaxing time which is coupled with the podcast interesting so it hasn't because normally i'm like oh yeah it's kind of like a sense of relief or relaxation Mm -hmm. i think of it whereas but you think you're getting that anyway yeah oh i see Yeah, yeah yeah oh that makes sense so it's like a reset button, but you're getting that reset button all the time. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not remembering to have this specific one. Yeah, okay. I think that might be a reason. Yeah, Because I think it's that's kind a really of like point. a really big pattern interrupting our week. Yeah. In Leicester, whereas here it's not. And so let me ask you another question then. Why do you think it's important that we keep the habit up? Other than just, you know, we've been so doing we spoke it for about over this two yesterday. Years. Yeah. And we're like, do we still need it if we're not? Yeah. Um, remembering as much and I said also not not only that but because we're we've 
we've been coming away. We've also got so many plans to go away for the rest of this year as well. Like it feels like the KO vision is really starting to, the KO vision we had at the start is really starting to happen. Mm -hmm. And so maybe there's a temptation to say, well, it's kind of served its purpose. You know, mm. I think that's that's where I, I was coming from when I asked you that. Right. OK. Um, and I said, I, I think it's one of those things. If we stop, we'd really notice the notice stopping in a negative way. Like when you meditate and you feel good. So then you stop meditating. Yeah. And then like a few weeks later, you're like, why don't I feel good? Why am I so anxious? And then yeah. you realise, do so you feel the negation of something? Yeah. And I feel like we'd feel that if we stop this. I think you're completely right. And I think also like part of our, part of the stuff that we've learned in this journey is the power of regular checking in. Yes. So like, you know, when we didn't, when a couple of weeks ago recently, we didn't do financial check-ins, for example. Mm. And I felt that, you mm. know, I, even though I was checking in, mm. I felt that I, we, did, we weren't doing it. I felt like a bit out of control with finances. Yeah. The same with the projects. I felt a bit out of control with projects. We've started doing that a lot more now. Yeah. Um, and I just don't think we can underestimate how important checking in is. And therefore, this is our ultimate checking in thing. Mm. Let's just keep it up. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's interesting to question these things. Because, you know, it definitely has, definitely seems to have got less important for us. You give me a high five. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you left that's, me hanging. That's so funny. You can't see this, guys, but I just turned to my, I'm just sort of chatting away. Turn to my right, because we're looking, just to set the scene here for a little bit, we're looking out, we're both looking the same direction because it's an amazing view here. Whereas normally we podcast together. Facing, facing each other. I turned to my right, and Kira's just holding out her hand for a high five, and I didn't, I didn't even know what it was. But... And the contact was yeah. timid. It was all... Tay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, what was the high five for? Checking in. So we should keep doing this. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. Oh, you heard that. There we go. That's a good. You know high-five. a good way of high fiving. By the way, I think we should just do this right now. Oh yeah. To turn to face me. Yeah. This is if anyone ever suffers from, you know, doing a high five and then it just being a bit like, oh yeah. God, is you aim but you look at the other person's elbow. Ready? Ah. Again. Yeah. You look at the other person's yeah. elbow. That works, right? <laughs> yeah, I guess it does. But do both people have to be looking at the other elbow? <laughs> I don't know. Interesting. You have to tell them before. before Look at my elbow. (laughs) It's so weird. They just stop and be like, what? (laughs) Anyway, there's a life hack. (laughs) That seemed to work. Hold on, I know how we can try this. Don't look at my elbow. Okay? Look look somewhere else. Oh. Again? Okay. Again? I think it's better when you don't look at my elbow. I think it's better when you don't. Again? All right. No, let me close oh, my eyes. I wasn't looking at your elbow. I wasn't looking at your elbow. Okay, go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just closing my eyes You can't now. close your eyes. That's ridiculous. Okay. That's well, ridiculous. Anyway, guys, if you want to carry on this experiment... Oh, my God. Wow, that's... Um, find quite, a partner. That's quite effective. <laughs> Whoa, oh, coffee no. everywhere. Oh, no. Coffee nightmare. <laughs> it's just all got a bit much. <laughs> Okay, we're back. So basically what happened, I don't even know how that happened, but I spilled coffee everywhere. Kicked the table. I kicked the table. 
So guys, if you if you ever I don't know why you would see this, but if you ever see like um, an award for the least professional podcast, <laughs> please please do let us know or just put us forward for it. I don't really mind how you do it, but I think we've got a chance. <laughs> I think we've got a chance. I think we're pretty much up there with the least professional so podcast. What we've discovered so far on this call is keep your eyes open when you're high fiving. Definitely keep your eyes open when you're high fiving. But if you want to get good con- good contact, hit the elbow. No, don't no, no. hit the elbow. <laughs> Look, Look at, at the, the elbow. elbow of the other person. Who taught you that? That's great. I think uh, That's a great some hack. actor friends. That's amazing. <laughs> a really good hack. Yeah. I wonder who found that out in the first place. Um, but yeah, so, so no, it's important we carry on this very unprofessional podcast. It's the, <laughs> the, the summary, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, um, I agree. It's, it's interesting, those things, like... Those things that, um, meditation's a great example. Those good habits and then you don't do it. It's like, you don't drink for ages and then you're like, oh, I can have a few drinks or whatever. And then you wake up and you're like, no, I am feeling that. Mm. You do start to feel it. Yeah, I think you're right. Look at all the birds. Yeah, this is a big bird watching spot. This place, the Sierra Nevada, it turns out. Yeah, so I think that is an interesting thing. Just, whoa, sorry, there are just so many of them. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, it is interesting, those habits that, that if, you, if you don't keep up, you, you notice the absence of them. And exercise, actually, like, I guess you like notice them being there, but you just get to this, like, content place. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, that's just what I'm like. And but actually, the habits help you get to those, that spot, I think. 100%, yeah. Um, and that's something that I don't think I've managed to work yet, is keeping up all those good habits while we go away. Yeah. I just haven't nailed that yet. I feel like I've been better this time, a little bit. Yeah, I think I've been a bit better as well, but um, it's still... You're talking about exercise, right? Specifically. Exercise, meditation, going to bed early-ish. I think I've been doing the first Waking up too. early-ish. Yeah. You go into rebel mode when it's going to bed. It's like, I, must, I will never go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> rebel mode, is that yeah. what it's called? Yeah. Do you mean rebel? No. Rebel. <laughs> yeah, so like you're rebelling, yeah. Um, yeah, but I'm oh, not, I, I suppose no. You're right. You've been you've probably been better here than you were in the I UK. Have, actually. Yeah, yeah. How does that work? Well, we have this really nice. I think okay. One of the habit things in James Clear's book is to make it appealing. Yeah. And others to make it easy. Yeah. Invisible. Vis visible. Um. I might be confusing some of them or blurring some of them, but I think they're all in there. Yeah. And we have this really nice balcony with a space. I bought specifically for traveling a travel yoga mat, which is foldable so you can fit it in your suitcase. Yeah, that's true. So, that's a good buy. Yeah, so I use that and then like outdoors with this amazing view, just doing some stretching and yoga and then meditating doesn't really get more... Um, a, um, appealing or alluring no, you're right. than that. It's like the perfect setup. So like morning stretching in the morning, morning stretching in the morning. Uh, it's just so nice. And when I'm like, I haven't done it every day, but I've done it a lot more than I do when I'm at home in Leicester. And it's one of those things that once you start, if you're feeling a bit tired, you're like, oh, and then you start and you're like, this is great. Also, I'm not that rigorous. I just kind of do things that feel good yeah. and like wake my body up and then meditate. We've got a nice routine here as well where we wake up, both have coffee together on the terrace. I'd call it a terrace rather than a balcony, by the way. Because mm-hmm. 
Um, yeah, it's like a platform. Yeah, it's exactly. It's like a floor, really. It's like another um, room. <laughs> what? The only, space. the only difference between this and a room is it's outdoors yeah. and it's not a room. That's, no, but I mean, it's not like a... It's more like a room than a balcony. No, that's like true. Like it's a floor, Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, so, yeah, that, that helps, I think. Because we, we don't do that. We don't get up and have coffee together in, in the UK, but the big part of the coffee is looking at the view, right? Yeah, also, truth be told, you're, you're a bit more usually out the door a lot quicker than I am in the morning well I haven't got anywhere to go here yeah and like the gym also, the gym the office is all in the same place but also we're an hour ahead that, that helps massively so it means we've got more time in the morning so that yeah we can have coffee together that helps massively yeah that's really really cool but it makes me think so I should set up meetings early, later in the UK but also makes me think maybe I get up earlier in the UK as well who knows we'll see what happens or just don't live in the UK that's another option Mm. Tell you what's been interesting is talking to people about setting up their life in other English people or British people setting up their life in other countries, tax implications and all that British stuff. And, oh, that that specifically is obviously relevant to us, but even yeah. people from uh, other places who have a residence or living, not necessarily residents, but living in other countries and have done. It's really interesting to hear yeah, how yeah. people have done it and like overcome mental blocks, you know, of like fear of doing things and. Yeah, it's really interesting. I think one of one of the amazing uh, strengths of the mind is that it adapts so fast. Mm. So like that's really good. When terrible things happen to you, you it helps you to get over them. Um, when you're put into strange situations, it helps you to adapt quickly. But it also adapts to comfort really fast. So when you're at home and that's all you're seeing is people living in the UK, and this has happened to us, I'm sure. When you're seeing the UK and everyone in the UK is, that you speak to is living in the UK, working where they near where they live, not travelling that much or only going on holidays, your mind tricks you into thinking that is the option. That's your main option. That's mm. what you should do. Mm. You come away for a bit again, and this probably happened to us in Lisbon, but definitely feels like more here, um, and you speak to more people who are doing this and living abroad, and all of a sudden you're like, why on earth did we let that thought of like maybe we should just stay in the UK for longer maybe that is the place to go become so dominant and why does it become so dominant in your mind yeah and obviously like different people want different things not everybody of wants course. to yeah, move yeah. away but it, I think what you said about options is really true is that sometimes you can you feel like your options are limited or mm. that there is one you can't you're like yeah but that's not realistic yeah this is realistic and then actually we've been you something shifts like we're in a different place we've been talking to people who've been living who have set up their lifestyles in different ways and you're like well, there's so many options yeah and it's because so that i think is a sorry i'm getting so tongue-tied because i guess i'm excited but i guess that is a good example of how seeing things opens up your horizons and speaking to people see so like seeing seeing people's lived experiences like i don't know what the right way to word that is but you can have a conversation the people you're around really do affect you Mm -hmm. and seeing what they can do which i think it also translates into this obviously for how you want to live your lifestyle but also in terms of like your achievements Mm -hmm. when you see people around you achieving 
quite big things yeah. I think that also affects you in thinking oh that is possible that's not so far away so f- seeing people do things in practice yeah. near you like first person or yeah first hand sorry uh, really opens up your mind because like, you know you see like pockets of let's say famous actors sometimes you get like pockets of them and you're like they all studied together mm-hmm. they all knew each other from a young yeah. age you're like, how does that happen when a whole group of people become so successful? And I think it's because when you see other people doing things, you're, you, it opens up the limitations in your mind into possibilities. I, I completely agree with that. That's one of the... Oh, I we, got so tongue-tied there, sorry. It's OK. But obviously, we, we spend a fair amount of money getting being coached for ourselves, yes. for our business. And... The coaching that we get is amazing and the people we meet is amazing. But yeah. the biggest value I get from, from that is spending more time with people who are earning maybe twice, three times or four times as much as us mm. and how they make it feel like it's very easy and normal. That's the biggest impact it has for me. And I think that's so, so important. Like we, The amount of limiting beliefs that we harbour all the time mm. is insane. Mm-hmm. And unless you and, and the more you push yourself out there and you and you go and see new places, you speak to people with different experiences, it crushes those limiting beliefs very, very quickly. Very quickly. Yeah, because you see life can be so many different things. Definitely. And that like this being funneled into like one way yeah. is really just that's just what you're seeing. Hundred percent. Yeah. I think travel does open up your mind for that though, just seeing the different environments that you, one can live in, the different yeah. lifestyles, ways of life, the different uh, things, things. Different things seem important when you're in different places. They really do, massively. Um, so yeah, this that's and, and actually, if you if actually that's interesting to you, I think the most, the best summary of this idea is is introspection, isn't it? That idea of the more outrospective you are, the more experiences you have, mm. the more you learn about yourself. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I guess so. I don't know if it's for me, like, yeah, I, I, I'm fully behind that idea and it is as a concept, like looking outwards to mm-hmm. learn. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess a bit of both, but yeah. I think it's perspective. Yeah, exactly. It's perspective. What do you? I have a question for you. Mm. What's the first time a memory that you have of um, having that feeling of being in a new place and having a perspective shift? Or maybe not the first time, but uh, one that stands having out. Having a perspective shift. It's a good question. I mean. I've been to I've been to travel to a lot of places, you know. Mm-hmm. So I think I have that quite a lot. But mate, I mean, I suppose um, I suppose when I used to go to Tokyo quite a lot and I got to know Tokyo quite well, that was very very good for giving me a perspective shift, you know. Yeah. Sorry, well, I'm just pouring coffee, everyone. Um, um, yeah. Um, and and being able to do. Like, In what way? Well, being able to like really get to know a client over there, like a client company over there and work really well over there, I guess that opened the perspective of thinking you can work anywhere, mm. I suppose. Mm. I mean, we, we did loads so of work with a really great. Japanese truck company. Yeah. And on the surface, it's like, why would they work with an English agency? 
Um, but they did, and we worked with them for a long, long time. So I guess it, I guess that that is something that comes to mind. Whoa! 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 <laughs> Sorry, guys. We just got <laughs> we just got attacked by a beetle. Um. <laughs> it wasn't really attacking us. It no, just, it wasn't. It was probably it feeling, feeling much more like we were being we were attacking it. But um, don't worry about us, guys. We uh, we survived the attack, so we're okay. Um, what about you? Uh, for me, uh, by the way, that's a really good one. I think a perspective shift of realizing that you can work in yeah. different places. That's kind of huge. Massive. Yeah, yeah, huge. Uh, for me, the one that was the first one for me that's that really stood out was when I first went to India mm. and I was 16 mm. and so it's GCSE time in the UK and I guess having been in an environment where your exams are so important there's so much yeah. like an emphasis on even when you're 14 of when you're choosing your GCSEs well what do you want to be when you're older because <laughs> these subjects are gonna mean are gonna um affect what you can choose for your A-levels, which is going to affect what you can do at uni, which is going to absolutely affect which job you can have. Which is complete nonsense. It is true for certain jobs. Right, okay, fair. Of, like, definitely. Yeah, that's true, no, that's true. In the sciences. Um, Law, maybe. But also, it? you know, getting older, we now realise that you also can study as an mm -hmm. adult. <laughs> but anyway, a lot of pressure at that time of, you know, your GCSEs and everything. And I guess... Uh, yeah, it was around that that time, and I just I think I was like I think in the sea or something. I just remember this feeling of, or just generally from the trip of being like, it just doesn't matter. Mm. Like it's really that was just the first time I'd experienced that. It was the first time I'd left Europe. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just kind of being really seeing like life can just be so many different things and this doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things mm -hmm. and I felt such a sense of relief from that of realizing like all this all this like fear and like pressures put on something that actually really didn't matter which was which was really big for me because at the time I must have been feeling like it really really did matter mm -hmm. <laughs> from what I was being told at school and stuff um, which of course it does in that environment to a sense, but yeah, that was, that was a big shift for me and a really big like sense of calm. I remember feeling a big sense of calm from that perspective. So realizing that going away can shift like what you are thinking of something that you're really over worrying about yeah. can suddenly seem when you're away and in a new place and you have actual physical space from something it can make you realise that you don't need to worry about it that much. Yeah, not at all. Yeah, I mean, India, you're not probably not the first person to say that the first time they went to India had a perspective shift, you know? Mm. Incredible country for that. Um, I think also being somewhere which is so different from the UK. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, I just found that really calming because of that exactly that of seeing like well life can be so many different things and yeah, exactly. there's so many different ways to live your life yeah that's exactly it hopefully we'll be back in india this year mm -hmm. later this year um cool well so we should carry on doing the podcast and we should carry on traveling and seeing things is that what you're saying yeah for us that works yeah 
definitely. For us, they're two really, really positive things. Um, how's your work been affected by being here? Everyone, everyone asks me that. I actually think it's better. Yeah? I think so, yeah. I think I work a bit longer. I think I concentrate a bit harder, do a bit more focus. I guess there's, yeah, yeah, I think, I think it's probably a bit better here, to be honest. Or whenever we're away somewhere, I think it's a bit better, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think, really. Yeah, I mean, the trainings I've been putting together, I'm pretty happy with. I think it's good. What about you? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think there's anything that makes it harder. No. When we've got the internet, working internet. People talk about distractions. They said, do you not get distracted? It was like, well, actually, weirdly, I get distracted at home. Yeah, I get distracted at home too. And one of the things we were saying the other day, which is kind of interesting, is because it gets, it's still pretty warm in the evenings here. Yeah. Um, which means that, you know, like that scarcity thing, which can like completely change the way you're experiencing things, mm -hmm. right? And I realise that I have scarcity for the day normally yeah, because yeah, yeah. if I finish working kind of late I'm like oh my gosh the whole day's gone I've only got a little bit of the evening left and then I've got to go to bed and I get that like slight irritable feeling um whereas here if I work to a fair like you know after six like seven-ish or something I'm like oh I've got the whole evening and yeah. it's warm and I kind of I don't feel like oh I've spent the day indoors or anything I mean you can go out in the day as well mm -hmm. but even if I have spent most of the day indoors I've, I'm not feeling that any irritability because of it's the day feels longer so that's kind of interesting it was more interesting to to realize that oh my gosh I even have a scarcity mindset for the day being over mm -hmm. <laughs> Yeah, true. <laughs> it's just interesting to see how much like angst and like panic you have over things like the day ending. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't realize you were holding that. I think I think I think it's a great point. I think scarcity is if if one it's got to be linked like um, the true like true happiness has got to be linked to trying to eliminate scarcity as much as possible. Yeah, you do. Your behavior does change. It's very, yeah, it's very hard to be truly happy and also harbouring a scarcity belief at the same time. Isn't it? Yeah. I know, but, I know most of my unhappiness comes from feelings of scarcity. Scarcity's always in there somewhere. So I think this is an interesting thing here because I'm thinking of, like, that phrase of, like... Um, like, is there a phrase that just like live each day as if it's your last, which means to so. like really. Well, like carpe diem, seize the day. Yeah, like exactly, like really appreciate it and really like take everything in. Yeah. And live to the fullest. And so I guess obviously that kind of is like a scarcity in a True. sense, but it's flipping it. So rather than the fear, you're really embracing it. Yeah. Um, so I think. I agree with you, like, for me, having a scarcity mindset has only brought in angst and worry and stopped me from really enjoying myself yeah. and being present. But it's also marrying that with, like, being very present yeah. in the day, too. Yeah. So not just, like, being 
I don't know. I think I think that's something I could work on. Is really like being present and appreciating each day. Mm-hmm. I think you're pretty good at that. Do you? Mm. Oh, yeah, I do. Um, well, good to check in. It's a nice check in, guys. If you if you're interest, interested in where we went this morning, look up Barranco de la Luna, Saleras. It's an amazing, amazing place. And if you're in the Sierra Nevada, I don't know how big our audience is in the Sierra Nevada. <laughs> but if you are, uh, check it out. It's absolutely, it's a beautiful thing. But to be honest, I found it quite hard to even find on the internet. I think I only Did found you? one blog. Oh, yeah, really? I couldn't find it on Google Maps. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah, I know. If you want to find it on Google Maps, you've got to find Solaris Cemetery. Okay. And then you find it from there. Um, but yeah, nice to chat to you. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye. See you next week. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Have a great week.